Thanks for welcome back to the latest edition of At the Table. Um, today's scripture comes from the Old Testament, which is First Samuel chapter three, verses one through twenty. And I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version today, which is the preferred version of the Community of Christ. Samuel's calling and prophetic activity is what we're <clears throat> talking about today. Sorry. It's early morning as I record this. <laughs> so, chapter 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At this time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and he lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up. And went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know that the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time. And he got up and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. So Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end, for I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the inequity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he said. Here I am, Eli said. What was it that he told you? Did you... Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also, if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and nothing from him. Then he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. Okay, so many people relate this to being able to discern the word of God when they're praying and things. 
Um, and I heard a sermon about this yesterday. And you've got this story of, okay, so Samuel was Hannah's son. And Hannah, you know, couldn't have kids. But prayed to God that she could have a, have a boy and that she would give him to the Lord. Well, she ended up giving him to Eli to raise. And Eli's sons um, were stealing meat in the tent or in the Lord's house that people had sacrificed and so that's what the blasphemy thing is what I take away from this is you know the whole fact that Samuel was scared to tell Eli and he really he avoided him most of the day and then finally he came to him and told him everything and again you know he was proven to be a trustworthy prophet because he did he told Eli what the Lord said he didn't hide anything um, God is always always speaking and always calling people to do things my work with deaf people even though <laughs> I was seven no three tenths from having my state license I'm still called upon to work with the deaf um, I don't I don't go out and seek interpreting positions but interpreting positions have sought me and I believe that's the Lord's calling um, <laughs> there's been several things in my life that I mean, like I said in other podcasts, my whole life was pretty much led by God. From the time I was a senior in high school, you know, even up until now, the things that I have done in my life have all been God-led. My being able to get into the interpreting program at Iowa Western and getting the job in Ottumwa when I wasn't even looking and the job in Alabama, even though it was the worst job I've ever had and the worst experience ever, and I was working for the church, um, there's a reason for that. Even my divorce, I mean, I didn't know what to do. My husband was verbally abusing me and it was <laughs> killing my body. I developed ulcers. Uh, my diabetes was bad I mean it was it was bad and I had people in my life that were pointing me to a different direction and I prayed about it because I I didn't want to divorce my husband there's no way you take those vows but the Lord showed me that this was what was to happen and even though it was a struggle it happened in our church, we, we, <clears throat> in our conferences, we pray about the word of God that's brought forward to us, and we decide as a people, we discern, we pray, we fast to see whether those words are going to be added to our scripture, whether those words are true. You know, God is always calling people. And he calls unexpected people. I mean, me of all people. I just, I'm nobody. Um, 
I became an elder. It was like, really? I didn't need that title. I didn't need that priesthood title to do the work that I was doing with the youth. Um, and I really feel like I don't really get to use my <laughs> calling in the church right now. Um, especially with COVID and the church being closed for almost a full year now. You know, it's been kind of hard. Um, but when it all boils down to, it's just following God. It's going where you're called to go. And saying, yes, God, I'm your servant and I'm listening. You know, maybe it's God telling you to bake some cookies and leave it at a neighbor's house. Maybe it's God telling you that maybe you should take a friend to lunch. Um, maybe it's God telling you just to sit with a friend or to call a friend. You know, there's lots of things that we can do to share God's message. And sometimes it doesn't take words. Um, what can we learn or how can we learn to pay attention to God's voice? Um, just by sitting and fasting and praying. Um, fasting can be from anything. It doesn't have to be food. But it could be turning off the TV for an hour every day. Um, it could be turning off the radio in the car. This was something I did when, before my, no, it was, I was taking these classes, a series of classes called Discipleship Now, which has changed names, but um, I was challenged to sit in the car, turn off the radio, and just be with God. That's what I do when I travel, um, on Sundays to pick up my son and sometimes when I'm traveling back on Friday night from dropping him off you know that's four hours each trip and I'll start off listening to Christian music but then I'll turn it off and I'll just have time with God my car is my church right now it's crazy um you know, this, this scripture is something that I've heard before, but never really sat and thought about. And it reminded me of when my son was born. I was told there was going to be like seven different things wrong with him. And I was rushed into a cesarean delivery. And... I'm laying on the bed. They've strapped my arms down. They've, they're getting tools ready and they were really loud and it was really, really cold in the room. I remember that. So I'm laying there with my arms all out and they're prepping me and my now ex-husband is out in the hallway. And all of a sudden it was like dead silence. And I couldn't see anybody because I was laying down. And it was as if everybody left the room. Everything stopped. And it was weird the way it stopped because I noticed it. And I felt some hands on my head. And I heard a voice that said, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. They told me, don't listen for a cry. 
we don't want him to cry because we don't want him to aspirate and uh, darn it he cried I heard him cry and I was so mad but you know what he's okay I couldn't ask for a better kid he slept through the night from day one um, he has his moments like every every kid does and I get frustrated and we argue but that's part of being a family but that day I will never ever ever forget because I was scared I was scared because they said all these things were going to be wrong and I didn't think that I could handle it but we've been really blessed um, the only issues are his autism his OCD and his anxiety which are things that can be worked with and handled and sometimes I forget <laughs> that he has those issues uh, but at the same time you know I love the kid so um, yeah just I dare you this week to have some silent time maybe read some scripture before and then ask God what what are you supposed to get out of that scripture what why did he direct you to that scripture um, and then listen don't talk back don't think in your head just listen in the silence and if you'd like to share with me what happens that would be awesome um, you can email me at sgl at the table at yahoo.com uh, if you like this podcast share with your friends because you know this is all new to me and I keep being told that I gotta keep going um, and that it will grow um, and I'd appreciate it and yeah um, let's pray Heavenly Father we thank you for this time um, I thank you for the listeners each week and thank you for the knowledge that you have shared that you give me each week to share with others and remind us Lord that you are there you are calling us help us to listen this week help us to know which way to go which decisions to make and just guide us in all that we say and do this week these things we ask in your son's holy name amen again thank you for listening and i hope you have a great week thanks for